0: Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? This is Supriya Mehra, your mortgage advisor, and you're listening to the Canadian Real Estate 101 podcast. More people than ever are building generational wealth through real estate. And on this show, I sit down with some of the top real estate agents, lawyers, accountants, and investors to discuss the ideas, the opportunities, and the strategies that they're taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. In today's episode, I'm in discussion with Amanda McNair from Keller Williams Edge Realty. Amanda is your realtor for pet lovers. If you're a pet owner, then you definitely want to tune into today's episode. Amanda discusses some tips for sellers and buyers who have fur babies. So without further ado, let's get rolling. Hello, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The sun is shining. So it's a
1: beautiful day.
0: (laughs) It's beautiful. Yes. Can't complain, right? Like it's, it's not muggy and it's not chilly. Like it's that perfect temperature today that we all can appreciate. (laughs) All right, Amanda. So before we jump into our uh, topic for today, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you help and uh, all that fun stuff.
1: Absolutely. Um, So my name is Amanda McNair. And uh, one of my favorite things is that past careers tend to kind of pop back up in your current ventures. And that's kind of what's happened with me. So originally, my background's in marketing. Uh, so during my corporate days, I was doing marketing, advertising, things like that, helping local businesses, uh, which really helps me be able to market my clients' listings within real estate. Uh, so that's exciting to be able to bring that background piece forward. Um, And then also, I'm a certified coach, and I focus on mindset and confidence, then mindset is definitely a piece that comes into play when you're making one of the biggest purchases uh, of of your lifetime, really. So being able to help my clients navigate through, you know, those stressful times and also celebrate the exciting times of home ownership or selling your home. That is like a really great piece of the puzzle that's come in. And then I also help Uh, with the onboarding of new real estate agents as well. So helping to train them with mindset and confidence. So that place of being a coach has been very helpful. And then of course, I'm a licensed realtor in Ontario. um, And something that sets me a little bit apart is that I specialize in working with pet lovers. So it's all about creating an incredible real estate experience for my clients, as well as their pets. Um, Sometimes there's little nuances that get forgotten or left out throughout the process of home buying, uh, which we'll get into a little bit more today. That's my ultimate goal.
0: Right. Now, when you say or somebody mentions pets, the maximum my brain can kind of absorb is sure dogs, cats, uh, birds, perhaps hamsters and so on. But that one picture that you probably shared on your story on your Instagram, <laughs> that's how we got connected, was like, oh my God, like what kind of snake was that in that corner, <laughs> in that nook, in that house? I mean, I freaked out just looking at that image and I was like, i if I saw that, I would have just ran away and stopped my house hunting right there. <laughs>
1: and that seemed to be the common reaction to the photo it was it was great because i love i mean i love every kind of animal i'm i'm i don't shy away from snakes i mean when i was a kid yes but as you get to know how like amazing every creature is it's really neat to come across uh different varieties of species (laughs) so when we walked into that house and there was a huge snake yes it was it was kind of like the first reaction was wow that's really cool um and and it's it's neat to be able to share those things with people, but that common reaction was the same as yours, where it was, I would have ran out of the house and it's like, hey, snakes need love too, right? Every animal needs love.
0: <laughs> sure enough, like I can give them love just energetically, but don't. Yes. Have- <laughs> <laughs> come anywhere near them <laughs> yeah. like I'm all about supporting and you know I would love them just from not even a distance from like million miles away and yeah. energetically I'm thinking well of them I hope they do well and you know there's a reason why uh why they have been created so but no <laughs> don't come near <laughs>
1: Yeah, You never really know what you're going to come across when you yeah. come and do properties. It's always an adventure, which makes it fun and interesting for sure.
0: Did you know already that that snake existed in that property?
1: No, I didn't. I think
0: that should <laughs> have been a disclosure. In yeah. my
1: opinion. <laughs> and that has been mentioned like there, in some of the different real estate groups that I'm in. Um, it has been mentioned where it's like, you know, disclose if there's some kind of reptile or something yeah. that's out like quote unquote out of the ordinary besides a dog a cat or a bird or you know a fish or turtles or yeah. something like that. but um for me it doesn't bother me but some people aren't as open to <laughs> to having any kind of animal let's let's
0: dive into today's topic which is uh, is a good think of what we're going to talk about today so, I have a bunch of things that are coming to my mind as uh, you know, we were kind of brainstorming about today's topic. So my biggest thing is that if somebody is ready to sell their property and they have a pet at home, how do they get ready to list their property with uh, having a pet in that scenario?
1: Right, yeah, listing your home for sale when you have a pet can be very challenging. So one of the things that's probably obvious, Um, is pet hair. (laughs) So pet hair, it doesn't matter if I vacuum, as soon as I turn my back, there'll be a tumbleweed rolling of of dog hair or cat hair right as soon as I vacuum or right after I vacuum. So pet hair is something that is pretty constant in your house if you're a, a pet owner. So making sure, especially before the listing photos are taken, that if you're not cleaning the house yourself, then maybe get a professional cleaner, even just for the photos, and then you can kind of upkeep it as the showings happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But pet hair is like number one, uh, in terms of just making sure that your home is as clean as it can be. Uh, Another thing is, surprisingly, not everybody loves pets as much as I do, so (laughs) Making sure that you have pet toys, the food dishes, the leashes, things like that, put away. You want to make sure that for those people who aren't pet lovers, I don't know, like who those people are, but (laughs) but no, I'm just kidding. So for the people who aren't pet lovers, it can actually be off-putting if they know that there is a pet in the home. I know that you gave the example of the snake. It's like even just knowing that that snake was living there, that may have been off-putting enough for you to not even want that property, right? Yeah. So that can be the same, even for more common animals too. Some people don't like dogs or cats and they just don't like the idea of, of the animal having been in that space or that they they may think that there's some damage or something like that, that they can't see. So having visible signs of your pets, as sad as it might feel for the pet owners to put that, those things away, mm-hmm. um, can help positively impact the sale of your home as well. Okay. Uh, And then kind of touching on that again, repair and damage that may have been caused. So if you know, your dogs chewed your baseboard or a windowsill, or there's been some damage on a carpet or something like that, replacing those things and and having them repaired prior to listing your home prior to the the photos being taken, that can do wonders too, because then that's not going to cause red flags um, for other potential issues that might be with the home as soon as somebody sees one thing that they consider an issue, the red flag goes up and they start looking for other things. So the more that you can lessen um, that instinct being uh, awakened, yeah. the better. Yeah, for no, sure.
0: 100%. I know we have a neighbor um, on our on our street and they have two dogs. Don't ask me the breed, but slightly bigger dogs. <laughs> So they have literally chewed the whole fence around and it's a lattice fence that they have. And um, so they're in the, and they've just been here maybe two years and some change. So it's not even been that, that long. So yeah, they're probably in the process of uh, getting the lattice fixed whenever it comes in stock, that is. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) And when they can afford the lumber costs of everything. The ones they can afford it, (laughs)
0: exactly. So we're looking maybe next year if it doesn't go through this year, but yeah, I hear
1: you. (laughs) Yeah, getting those kinds of things repaired can make a big difference because you want people to be able to envision themselves in that home. And when there's that kind of damage, um, even if they are pet lovers, it's just another thing that they'll need to fix. So if it's mm-hmm. fixed ahead of time, uh, then that takes the burden off of them of having to do it. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Another big tip, which I'm sure you can imagine, is animal odors. Yes. So litter box, uh, dog poop in the backyard, those kinds of things. Um, it may be common to us, and we see the commercials where it's like, "Oh, you've gone nose blind to these smells." That's a real thing. Right. <laughs> so. Uh, one of the tips would be have like a trusted friend or ask your realtor or, you know, a family member to actually come in and, and, you know, smell my house and be honest with me. Do you smell the dog? Do you smell the cat? You smell whatever it is. Um, Can you smell the kitty litter? So having an honest opinion of what you may have gone nose blind to is really helpful because the last thing you want is a strong odor. Um, to hit someone right in the face, even with masks on these days, it can really be potent. So you want to make sure that you're not missing any of those odors because you've become used to it.
0: And especially for people who are very sensitive with the smell. Exactly. Like they can catch up, like even myself, like I can catch some smell really quick. So I'm very sensitive to it, and I can tell if it's a dog or a cat. Maybe not snakes yet, but
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna train yourself on that one, though. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, no. Don't want that experience yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll be bold enough, I'm adult enough to to do it one day, but not right now. You
1: can start small. It doesn't have to be that big of a snake that was in the picture. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Not even a small one. No, no, no. (laughs) Next time, uh, next thing I know, Amanda, you're bringing me a gift with a cute snake. No, please don't. Don't do that. I promise I wouldn't
1: do that to you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Thank
0: you. Appreciate it. Um, But yeah, like, you know, sensitivity to smell can definitely impact Uh, just even if it's not a conscious thing it can be a subconscious thing right like even though the house would be like hitting 10 on 10 but just that smell that is maybe sitting in your mind can make the decision go the other way around
1: Exactly. And it's the same thing when you walk into a house and you can smell smoke. If somebody has been living there, you know, for 30 years, and they've smoked in the house when that was normal to smoke inside um, or they're the only ones living there. So it doesn't matter. And they smoked inside. You can pick up on that smell right away. Uh And it's similar to people who aren't necessarily used to having pets um, or if there is a uh, Mm small or a strong smell as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then the other thing, like for when it comes to actually selling your home, the, the other big thing to consider is showings. So when people are actually coming to look at the property, where will your pets be during a showing? Sometimes cats are like people will let their cats out and they're like, oh, it's a friendly cat. And that's great. And I know you're trying to not disturb their, you know, their sense of space and everything. However, if the cat were to get let out by accident, which has been known to happen, I know realtors (laughs) firsthand who have had to, you know, go chasing a cat down the street to try and get it back in the house, it can happen. And especially if it's strangers that are coming into the house, your cat or dog or whatever may be acting differently than they normally would with you. So you want to make sure that they're safe first and foremost. So one of the best things to do is even just have a neighbor come and take them to their place for the time that the showing is or even better if you're able to um, have your pets go to a trusted like relative or a friend. um, Somewhere where they're not going to be stressed out with having the back and forth and you're not going to be stressed out having to figure out what to do. Um, Sometimes if it's just a you know a half an hour showing these days there's there typically isn't any more than half an hour at a time for a showing so. You could take your your dog out for a walk or something like that, or have your cat in a carrier and go for a ride with the windows down or whatever. But you just want to make sure, first and foremost, that they're as comfortable as they can be and that they're not going to accidentally get in like let out or get into some kind of situation that would be devastating. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a That's a solid point because as much as it is an emotional thing for you, your pets are kind of feeling the same way uh, while these showings and everything is happening. So it makes more sense to have them at a safe place. It could be your relative or how you mentioned, maybe a neighbor or something that's familiar to, to them.
1: And there's also great services. Like one of the things that I do is I partner with a lot of great local services. So you could even have, you know, if, if you're working away from the home, you um, You could even have a a pet service company like a dog walking company or, you know, a doggy daycare or a a cat sitting company come and actually, you know, take the the pet out of home. So it's safe. So if you're not able to do it, then there's services that uh, can be provided for that as well. And that's one of the things that I do as a realtor for pet lovers is help connect people with those local businesses that may be able to help them as well.
0: That's wonderful. That's a great value add, I'm sure for clients. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Now let's think about if uh, somebody is purchasing a property. I mean, as a purchaser, um, like we were discussing earlier, it doesn't seem like there's much more involvement before other than the moving day. So maybe let's talk, let's touch base on, on that. So how can the process be easier on the moving day if you have pets at home?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's that's really important because with moving of course there's a lot of disruption going on and as we just mentioned that kind of disruption and chaos can be quite stressful not just for yourself but for your pets as well um especially a lot of pets are very sensitive to energies so if you are feeling stressed out and anxious and you know running around then your pet will likely absorb some of that as well and it's going to make them like even more anxious or you know the pets that love being by our side they're just going to kind of get in the way when you're trying to organize things and if you're going to have doors open most of the time as you're moving things out. Um, So there are a few tips that can help. And one in particular is to practice in advance. So if your pet is going to be confined to um, like a crate or one room in the house, then working with them in advance, maybe a few weeks in advance where you're building them up to being okay, being left in that room by themselves, not just to make sure that there's no safety hazards within that room if they're going to be in there for a while or nothing that they could chew or destroy or um or could potentially hurt them um, but also just that they're comfortable in the space they're able to relax in that area um you can bring in you know a bed or a, their favorite toys and have some food and water or pop in and give some treats uh, so practicing in advance and you actually staying in that room with them for a little bit and then leaving for um like longer durations of time throughout the week as you build up, mm-hmm. that can really be helpful. So it's not all of a sudden they're put into a room with a closed door and they don't know what's happening. It's something that they've been able to build up to and become more comfortable with. That'll help lessen their stress.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, one of the other really important things is taking frequent breaks for yourself, of course, making sure that you're getting in your water like, and actually taking a couple deep breaths in between all the moving process because it can get quite hectic. Um, But also checking in on your pets, too. It can be quite easy to forget because you're in the hustle and bustle of all the moving. Uh, So making sure that that you are taking them out for the appropriate like bathroom breaks and refilling their water dish and things like that. So they actually have a chance to stretch their legs
0: Mm -hmm. um, and
1: have some love and attention throughout the day, too. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. you got to cuddle. You got to (laughs) cuddle.
1: Yeah, in a chaotic uh, opportunity or a chaotic environment, similar to what we were kind of talking about when it came to showings is consider a pet sitter for a moving day. So your pet is safely out of the way. They're not going to escape out the front door and run down the street. Just making sure that that they're in a situation that is keeping them as calm as possible. Uh, So having a pet sitter and maybe having that person come meet them ahead of time. Or again, having a dog walker, maybe for part of that time, they get to come out of the room and go for a walk. And then it's getting some fresh air and having them uh, really be able to embrace the whole aspect of the move. And then you're not having to stress out and worry about them either. Mm -hmm. One of the other things, too, that may seem a little bit silly, but it makes sense, is having an overnight bag for them. So we know that some it's like, when you're packing, you try and label the boxes as well as you can. But sometimes you don't know where everything is. So when you get into your new space, making sure, especially if they have medication that they have to take, making sure that that's on hand, um, that you have their food or their favorite toys, easily accessible, so they can really settle into that new space that's a great um, point. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's some things that you don't really think about because you're very excited and you're trying yeah. to get at things unpacked and organized. But we we know even taking dogs for walks or cats in, in the home when you introduce something new, they're very sensitive to smells as well. So having a new space, they're going to want to explore, making sure that things are as safe for them as they can be. Um, but having that overnight bag handy so you've got everything that you need. You don't have to go searching for it. Um, It just helps reduce the stress for you and your pets also. That's right, yeah. And then the last main one and and probably most important is to contact your vet, um, not just to let them know if you are moving out of the area, to let them know that you're moving out of the area, but also to have um, a trusted recommendation for another vet in the neighborhood that you're moving to. Um, just like you would, you know, get utilities and internet and things hooked up in, in your new house, you want to make sure that your pet is taken care of right away. You don't know how your pet may react to different circumstances of moving and things like that. So if there are any um, emergencies or issues, you want to have a contact in a place ahead of time that you know uh, that you can take them to. So knowing where your, vet's, your new vet's office will be, where an emergency vet is, if that's not the same place, Um, and then having all of your pet's medical records, if there are any, uh, transferred over the same way that you would if you were changing to a a new doctor.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Yeah. great points. So while you were talking about, uh, you know, when you're ready to pack and uh, whatnot for the moving day, assigning a designated space or a room for your pet, it reminded me of a friend now Whenever we go, her dog is always following her like like a shadow, <laughs> literally like a shadow, yeah. and she was like just so frustrated with the whole thing. She was like, "I love him, but at the same time, it's like, "I need my own personal space. Come on, get off me yeah. and they recently sold their property as well, and they're in the process of moving, so I'm definitely gonna share this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it releases in time or even if it doesn't, I'm going to, you know, have a discussion with her in, in advance. So I'm sure it will, she would definitely appreciate that.
1: Yeah. yeah. And that's a common thing for pets to like, pets tend to latch on specifically to one person sometimes yeah. more, but they tend to specifically latch onto one it's person. just
0: onto her that she would yeah, latch on Exactly. To. <laughs> and that's the same
1: thing, like when we had um, our, our one dog just recently passed away, but. Um, he was such a daddy's boy he he would follow my husband everywhere Um, and then so we would joke that if we were watching movies having movie night in our basement it would be the boys couch and the girls couch because my husband and and our male dog would be on one couch and then uh, our female dog and myself would be on the other (laughs) so we would joke about that but now that he's passed away um our female dog is starting to attach herself to him as well so it's very interesting the transitions that pets can go through too so who knows maybe maybe they just need like another dog and then (laughs) then your friend would have a bit of a distance I mean that's that's what a lot of people are doing right now too is adopting pets and you know keeping themselves busy and and sharing their home with pets in need and things like that so
0: absolutely absolutely I mean my daughter she's eight and she's at that age where she really wants a pet and a dog specifically I love dogs but um, I'm like we can babysit somebody's else dog but I'm really not ready to take on additional responsibility because they're literally <laughs> like your kids right like you really yeah. have to um, take care of them. And I would love to have one, but I do not have energy or patience to yeah. kind of help another one. Yeah, but the like, long
1: term commitment.
0: Yeah, it, it <laughs> definitely is. And I, I like, don't get me wrong, I love cats and dogs, both of them, but I'm okay to babysit them for my neighbors or friends if they need a break for an evening or something like that. I'll take care of them, no problem. But I was going like, to say, your
1: friend who's moving, maybe you yes, can take. Exactly. Absolutely. yes so that's what I'm gonna you propose like give your daughter a taste of what the responsibility is like of having a pet and see how long that lasts that she's still on feed them have. up
0: yeah exactly play with him so all right great now um was there anything that you wanted to talk about that uh, we didn't go through or we missed or something that you wanted to add
1: um I think the biggest thing is just recapping the importance of planning in advance um thinking about all these kinds of things because it's easy to get distracted you have so many things when you're in the process of moving or selling your home there's so many other things at the top of your list that you don't necessarily consider your pets until it's already too late and then you're like oh scrambling to figure out what you need to do so preparing and planning in advance is definitely good and just making sure that you've got um their safety as one of the the front and foremost things in terms of like so they can't get outside or even just making sure like we had talked about having their medication handy if that's necessary so just all around keeping them safe and making sure that that helps take some of the the anxiety away from you as well so everybody can kind of be a little bit calmer we all know what the game plan is going into you know moving day or showings or whatever it happens to be
0: No, makes sense. Absolutely love all the value added points that you have shared. Now, Amanda, if somebody is looking for assistance, um, a realtor specifically who specializes like yourself, um, how can they reach out to you? Where can they find you? How can they connect with you?
1: So the easiest thing these days, probably social media. So on Facebook and Instagram, um, my handle is at Amanda Realtor for Pet Lovers. Um, And then my website is amandarealtorforpetlovers.kw.com. Perfect.
0: We'll have that on the show notes for for our listeners. If anybody wants to get in touch with pets or who are looking into a house and you have a pet, please feel free to reach out to Amanda and she'd be more than happy to assist you with with your needs. So this was amazing. Thank you so much. I don't think um, we have had... An episode ever recorded specifically on pets. So this was very insightful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Very grateful for your insights. We'll catch up soon. Thank you.
1: I appreciate you having me on. Thank you
0: very much. So there you go, my friends. I hope this episode was helpful to you. Whether you are selling your current house, buying a new home, or investing in a new income property, it can be quite the adventure. Ups and downs, excitement and frustration, which is why Amanda is committed to being by your side throughout this adventure to help make your real estate experience the best it can be, both for you and your fur babies. Her contact information can be found on our show notes. Thank you so much for staying with us till the end. Now, if you found this episode to be useful and can think of anyone who have pets and want to sell or purchase a property, please share this episode with them. If you really like this episode, then please leave us a five-star rating. Ratings are really important for any podcast as it helps people find it. Thanks once again, and we shall see you next time.